The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. With uh, various different accents and dialects across the country, we were wondering if the workplace discriminates against people with a specific accent. Well, to talk about this in more detail is presenter of the Talking Bollocks podcast, Calvin O'Brien. Calvin, good morning. Good morning, Pat. How are you? I'm very well. Um, now, we're obviously talking to you, people might think it's always about Dublin, the Dublin accent in its various forms, South Dublin, North Dublin, Inner City Dublin, West Dublin and all the rest of it. But I'm sure the same sort of arguments go on in places like Cork, you know, the Montanotti accent versus another accent um, and so on and so forth. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Um, that's the thing about Ireland. We're very diverse when it comes have to travel very far and as you said about Dublin you just travel from one side of the city to the other and the accents change Now do you think that accent does uh, affect you when you go to an interview if you sound one way you're more likely to get the job than if you sound another way irrespective of your exam results or your expertise Yeah I definitely do it's definitely a hindrance um, I think the accent that I have in particular is uh, demonised and stigmatised when people hear this accent they automatically think crime they think issues, they think problems, and it puts them on the back foot then. And like, not even in an interview, in day-to-day life, when you're encountering, especially if uh, you walk up to a doorman in a nightclub and you hear your accent and they just turn your way. Simple as that. So the same doorman, who might be from Dublin, um, if he uh, had what would be the equivalent, say, in Limerick, of your accent, he wouldn't know. He no, wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to discriminate against the Limerick person. No, we wouldn't know the difference, but just uh, I can only speak for on my behalf in, in, in Dublin with my experiences, and that's where I've uh, faced. And even in the workplace, I face it as well. I've uh, I've told this story on the podcast before, but when I came out of college uh, into my first job for the to my first time ever going to a Christmas party, and I was pulled by a member, a senior member in the company I was working for, and he told me if I wanted to get ahead in life, I need to dampen my accent. And clearly, you didn't. <laughs> and I didn't and and the ironic thing then is I've actually gone on and I'm working for a much bigger uh, multinational organisation now who encourage me to express myself because they know that when they bring the diversity into the workforce it doesn't just make it a better place to work it'll also drive the company forward which will then produce better products for the company it's the way forward mm-hmm. and it just it's it's hypocrisy as well because in 2023 all you have to do is look into the media and it's all about uh, encouraging self-expression and culture and diversity. Yeah, I can't go out and speak how I was brought up speaking this way. I'm told I need to change that. And society looks at me as a criminal. Yeah. Now, now obviously, there is a difference between accent and articulation and vocabulary. You have a very broad vocabulary. You can express yourself very vividly, uh, and no matter what you want to say, in your podcast or in daily life, no problem. Sometimes there is a problem that people literally don't have that vocabulary, irrespective of their accent. Yeah, that comes from the background as well, doesn't it? But I know plenty of people who come from upper to um, upper class, middle class backgrounds, and they don't have a very extensive vocabulary, and they struggle to express themselves. And I know people on the opposite end of that, working class areas, who maybe they've gone down the education route, or maybe they're very literate and are into um, they're into reading on a regular basis and I mean like off the top of my head you just have to look at Emma Kerwin um, and you look at poets throughout history poets have often changed words to rhyme with other words just based off how they would pronounce them 
Yeah. Um, do you think that people do try to change their accents then to, to, to get on in life? Yeah, and I think it's an absolute shame and it, it, it's actually heartbreaking and you'd often see with people from the country who'd moved to Dublin, they'd be living here for a few years and then it's very hard to tell that they actually come from outside of Dublin because they've just adopted and it's consumed them. Whereas I think you should, you should hold on to it because your accent, it's, it's part of your identity, it's who you are, it's your character. I notice, though, that Irish people generally have a kind of a musical ear. You know, Irish people who go to America and within two years they have an American accent. Now, they can retrieve their Irish accent as soon as they come home, but sometimes it's kind of easy to, to adapt to a different situation, to, to become more invisible. Yeah, and I, do you know what? I think that it, it kind of depends on your environment as well. It just makes it easier for other people, especially if you go state for it. They, they can barely understand the word that we're saying. So if you tweak your accent a bit, that makes it easier for them to understand. It's going to make it easier for you then to get the point across you're trying to make. Yeah. Um, the, the, the pillorying of the Dublin accent, where you say a, a Dublin accent uh, automatically suggests criminality. How do you, how do you reverse that? Um, I, I think you just need to just immerse yourself in society and environments where people sound like this and you realise, do you know what? They're not all bad people. Um, and I think, like I know that there's examples in media as well where they were advertising like burglar alarms and the fella who's robbing the house sounds like me. And you're like, oh, they're obviously the problem then. You're just brainwashed to think that. But I think the more we have people, uh, we divert it by different parts of society. Like, for example, if you look at the court system, there's always one side of the court that sounds a certain way and the other side sounds a certain way as well. You mean and the you legal know, profession? I, I've noticed that they have their own accent. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> no matter where they're from, they tend to have this uh, very strange amalgam uh, of accents. Yeah, stiff up a lip and then on the other end, the people that are offending don't sound anything like that. So we need to change and we need to get more people immersed into these different parts of society and just show people that just because someone sounds like this doesn't necessarily mean they're a criminal. Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering whether or not that diversity, you know, the, the experience of judges, the experience of of barristers, of legal people, uh, maybe they don't ever get to socialise with people with the, the other accent, that they move in quite a narrow social circle. Yeah, and I think that's such a shame as well, because you need to broaden your horizons. And like, how are we supposed to move forward as a country if this is the narrow mindset that we're going to have, you know? Like, it's it's pretty much the foundation based off what the podcast is uh, built on, you know? We really want to change perceptions. And one of them is we stay true to ourselves. We didn't try and change our accents. We don't try and change the vocabulary. Yeah, you can increase your vocabulary and I encourage that because everybody should be educating themselves no matter what age they are or where they come from in life. You can always learn. There's always more you can know. And I think this is how we grow and this is how we change society and we make it better for everybody else. It's more accepting. Yeah. And I, I've often thought that, you know, people when they're hiring, they want to hire people like themselves, uh, which is not necessarily the right way to go because you'll, you'll never get the true range and diversity of talent if you keep on yeah, hiring people just like yourself. Yeah, they're unconscious boys. That's what that is. So like, how are you ever supposed to grow if you're just surrounded by yes men? You need people that are going to challenge your ideas and we need to open the doors for other people as well because, you know, when you have more eyes looking at a problem, you'll get more solutions. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you think of this comment. Um, 
this person feels very strongly about accent. There is a city accent in Cork, in Belfast, in Galway, in Limerick, as well as Dublin. Accent, no problem, but pronunciation very much so. In Dublin, butter, not butter. Distat tree instead of this, that and three. No excuse for it. It's offensive and horrendous not to pronounce the TH. What do you say? Well, that's what an accent is. That's how you pronounce a word is an accent. You know what I mean? It's You can look at other accents around the world and they don't pronounce words correctly either. So are we all supposed to be speaking the Queen's English as it was written and how it's supposed to be taught as well? Or do you express yourself how you're supposed to express yourself? You know, you can increase someone's vocabulary and you make them more articulate, but it's how they pronounce the word as well. Are you going to just say to them, right, we're all, con- we're all going to be monotone now, we're all going to have a neutral accent? So you can't say an accent is great and it's expressive, but then say, oh no, you're not pronouncing that word. All right. Well, you pronounce it's, it. It's a fascinating topic, Calvin, and uh, thank you very much for joining us. This is Calvin O'Brien, presenter of the Talking Bollocks podcast. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.